the Biden crime family investigation resurfaces. This is the other federal criminal investigation that I told you was still active. By Brian Cates. All had been quiet on the Biden crime family front for several months, which led to renewed hot takes that nothing was happening with the federal criminal probe revealed shortly before the November 2020 election. Once again, we were all assured by media personalities that once the coast was clear, the probe of the Bidens now slept with the fishes. The New York Post's stunning publication of the Hunter Biden laptop story in mid-October of 2020 exploded into a scandal which both big media and big tech instantly leaped to ruthlessly suppress. But one of the results of the scandal was that it forced out into the open a federal criminal investigation being led by the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David C. Weiss. Many observers were stunned to learn that a federal criminal investigation of the Biden crime family could have been underway for more than two years prior to October 2020 when Rudy Giuliani and others forced it out into the open via publication of the Hunter Biden laptop contents in the New York Post. But it was so. The feds reluctantly admitted it. It was supposedly sometime in 2018, while Donald Trump was still president and William Barr was attorney general, that a federal criminal investigation of one of the United States' most powerful political families began. Some refused to believe it. How could federal authorities be investigating the Biden family's well-known and well-documented corruption activities for more than two years Without anything leaking to the news media, aren't the Bidens members of the protected class? The Biden crime family federal investigation briefly surfaced again last year when Politico ran a piece that was obviously based on leaks from targets of the probe who'd received grand jury subpoenas. I wrote about it at the Epoch Times, titled... The Investigation That Never Ended, August 7th, 2021. Think about how stupid the, flame, the framing for that Politico article was. Politico, Hunter Biden's prosecutor rejected moves that would have revealed probe earlier. The fact that there was a two years long federal criminal probe into Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden wasn't suddenly revealed when Weiss's grand jury began issuing subpoenas in July of 2021. Think. The feds had already been forced into the admission this criminal investigation was underway the previous October, when the Hunter Biden laptop scandal exploded. The DOJ just didn't volunteer to the media in October of 2020 which U.S. attorney it was who was leading the probe, but it wouldn't have been all that hard to figure it out once you knew such an investigation was underway. The Biden crime family is based in Delaware. It's standard operating procedure for the DOJ, FBI, and U.S. attorneys to not publicly reveal federal criminal investigations while they are in progress and they will only reveal them at the conclusion of the investigation turns up chargeable criminal acts. 
Since that most reluctant admission was wrong from the DOJ back in October of 2020 that this criminal probe of the Biden family was underway, they haven't said one word about it. That's normal. That's to be expected. But after things got quiet again, after no more leaks from the targets, the issue receded for a number of months and many assumed no further leaks meant no further activity. Then this story hit the newswire on January 30th. Title, J.P. Morgan Chase subpoenaed in 2019 over Hunter Biden's business deals in China. The very first line of the New York Post's story confirms this criminal probe of the Bidens started under Trump and Barr. Quote, A grand jury subpoena was issued 17 months before the 2020 election for Hunter Biden's bank transactions involving the Bank of China, a corruption watchdog has found, raising concerns that damaging material about then-candidate Joe Biden was hidden from voters, end quote. Somehow, despite the transition to a new administration, not only is the Biden investigation still active, it has people in D.C. extremely worried. The subpoena request from U.S. Attorney Weiss to J.P. Morgan for bank records that was obtained by Garrett Ziegler's Marco Polo outlet seeks details about transactions involving 15 different businesses that the Bidens and their associates Devin Archer and Eric Schwerin used in conjunction with the Bank of China. Archer is awaiting sentencing after being convicted of a $60 million securities fraud scheme, other than his name being listed as a partner in a few Biden family businesses. Little is known about Schwerin. How many of the current and former Biden business associates like Tony Bobulinski and Devin Archer are cooperating with the federal criminal investigation of the Bidens? It's a question I can't answer at this time, but I'm very confident in saying the number is greater than two. No evidence ever emerged that the Biden crime family investigation had been shut down. I took flack for months for insisting the federal criminal investigation into the Biden crime family was still active and ongoing. I wrote numerous columns about it as I was being told I was some kind of grifter just feeding people hopium. Well, obviously the conventional wisdom that was pontificated by many for months following the election theft of November 2020, that newly sworn in President Joe Biden and newly installed Attorney General Merrick Garland immediately rendered both Durham and Weiss probes null and void until they could be quietly ended later, were wrong. As Durham rolls out his next indictments, and you know they're coming, along with Weiss dropping his own initial indictments from his investigation in the coming months, it's going to get increasingly hard for some people to maintain the fiction that both these prosecutors are merely engaging in some kind of elaborate theater to fool the public. 
A reckoning is coming. That brings me to something I've been wanting to bring up at length for some time. How so many media personalities on the right are misleading people based on nothing more than their own confirmation biases disguised as news reporting. A note to some conservative media reporters, personalities, and influencers. Stop the sock puppet act. It just makes you look stupid. One of the brutal truths a lot of you are going to have to accept eventually. 97% of the conservative media personalities and influencers who use their elevated positions to claim to you that they have key inside sources in the federal government are bullshitting you. I figured this out over five years ago after watching supposedly connected media people here on the right, people with very large audiences consistently and repeatedly get basic facts wrong in their reporting quote-unquote facts they supposedly got from their key inside sources. Many still haven't figured this out. The con game that's been going on, some never will. Insecure people, desperate to get or keep attention, will try to add unmerited weight to the opinions they pulled out of their asses, Opinions that are often just based on their own confirmation biases by claiming it's not really just their opinion. They were told this by some highly placed and knowledgeable inside source who agreed with them. Many times, if such source even exists, it's along the lines of a Miles Taylor, the low-level Department of Homeland Security functionary who, while still anonymous, was built up by the fake news media into a top Trump administration official. In other words, a coffee fetcher on the bottom floor, passing along office scuttlebutt. While Taylor's identity remained secret, speculation abounded over who anonymous could possibly be, this very, very highly placed Trump White House official who was supposedly undermining and sabotaging the clueless Trump right under his nose, behind his back. I read enthusiastic speculations in the mainstream and conservative press for months about who Anonymous could be. Was it Chief of Staff John Kelly? Was it Nikki Haley? Could it be Jared Kushner? Was it, gasp, Mike Pence? Since I've been studying how the mainstream media plays this sordid, anonymous source game since the late 1980s, I was pretty sure what was happening. And I turned out to be right. Some minor coffee fetcher at one of the federal agencies was being blown up into a top Trump administration official. Look, finding some low-level flunky at a federal agency to parrot back to you the narrative you want to publish is only one step above inventing that source yourself at your desk on your keyboard. It's a standard move in the fake news playbook, as we all know. Well, it's not just the fake news mainstream media on the left that's playing this stupid anonymous sources game these days. Plenty of people are doing it on our side now. Because it's so easy. People who can spot the 
fake or inflated source play from the fake news playbook quickly when it's being done by CNN suddenly turn blind when a trusted conservative media source does the exact same thing to them. The difference is, the fake news on the left doesn't seek to appeal to your conservative confirmation biases most of the time, which causes you to easily spot and reject their attempt to get you to buy into the narrative they are using the anonymous sources to boost. The critical problem we're facing on the right at this present time is fake conservative news that's figured out how to ring the cash register and rack up the clicks and ratings by appealing to your conservative confirmation biases via fake sources. Plenty of people I've encountered in conservative media on the right over the past six years are trying to get instant credibility for their opinions disguised as news reporting by either inventing or inflating their anonymous sources. Some conservative media personalities and influencers are claiming inside info from sources who don't really exist in order to elevate their voices from the rest of the pack. Others are inflating minor functionaries passing on the latest bottom floor rumors as solid info from the very top. Whichever it is these people are doing, this is being dishonest and it results in deceiving the audience. It is shameful behavior, and not only is it not helping advance conservative America first causes, far too often I've watched the wrong and misguided narratives advanced by such fake inside information lead people down rabbit holes and on wild goose chases that have resulted in some losing their faith. And I am tired of watching this shit. I don't care how well you try to disguise it. Tricking out your own confirmation biases as news coverage for your audience is fraud. Quit doing it. Just hold up a sock puppet and have a conversation with yourself. It's what you're doing anyway, and it'd be far more honest than what you've been doing. In contrast to these duplicitous media personalities and influencers, I've never once claimed to have any kind of source at any level inside the federal government or the Trump campaign or the Trump or Biden White Houses. I use only publicly available sources in my writing, my commentary, and my speculations. I don't break stories. I'm never first. I'm not a newsbreaker. I'm a news analyst and researcher and columnist. And that's all I ever wanted or needed to be.